0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Hey, soap fans and true believers. It's great to be back from my road trip across the Southwest. I promise I won't start singing Santa Fe. I have Benjamin Bryant, producer of Anacosta, and currently co-starring with me on the podcast soap opera Forever a Day. He plays Gregory Marshall, who you will meet next week if you're listening. If you haven't downloaded the show yet... It's found anywhere you can find this podcast and new episodes drop on Mondays and Fridays. Be sure to catch up before the finale next week and stay tuned for season two. Now, back to this show. So without taking forever and a day, here's the first half that's mostly about General Hospital, of course. believe in soap operas and this week i have a different co-host that you might not have met unless you listen to forever and today i have benjamin bryant on how you doing benjamin
0: i'm incredibly well thank you for asking
1: well thank you for doing this i know I, I try to have different people in here because we all have different opinions we all have different soap backgrounds so yeah i mean that's always my first question how did you get into the genre
0: so I probably the way a lot of people did intergenerationally. Uh, I grew up in a military family, so often we would move around May or June and spend the summer getting the house appointed meeting people and and mom uh, was eventually a general's wife extraordinaire and there's a lot of things that come with being a senior officer's wife but when she was younger she would use that time and when she wasn't so booked uh to get the house ready and to be to help us get adjusted and sort of figure out our surroundings and we would take field trips and then we would come back and watch another world in days of our lives and uh that probably i think i've watched days of our lives for 35 years maybe i rem- i remember when steve burton and michael easton were on So, whenever that was. And then uh, I think I was very attracted to the storytelling, the serial storytelling aspect of it, the idea that you can grow old with characters, you can follow them over time. And from that point on, I became the quintessential kid who scheduled his college classes around the soaps he wanted to watch. I think that that early NBC time was very important to me. So, college was the secret room with Marlena and and Kristen and... And uh, and the Desecrator and all the James Riley fun stuff, and I think I, that's about when I got into really into General Hospital with uh, Nicholas and Emily and Lucky and, and Elizabeth. And since then, I, there was a time I had a problem. I freely admit it. I got really sick my senior of of, of college, and I was home for a while. And so I would watch them all. And whether that was VCR, DVR. Actually, I couldn't watch them all. I always had to give up one because the, the way that the DVR, or the VCR setup worked, and it was usually, I have to admit, the bold and the beautiful at the time. That was the one I couldn't watch. But uh, Same. But I would, I would follow them. It was fantastic. And I really just learned to love the people. I felt like they were family when I was sick. I really understand why when people, when they're home, they identify with them. And then I went on to, to you know, to produce Anacostia during the big glow up uh, in season five and season six and uh, and I've done now several Christmas movies uh, and I'm about to do a big drama in Las Vegas starting at the end of this week and I'm really nervous about traveling but everywhere I've gone that soap opera, those storytelling roots, the make them laugh, make them cry, make them wait uh, and the appreciation for the work they do almost like Broadway actors and taking something Taking something and immediately making choices and being confident moving forward the same way we have to do in real life has always impressed me and it's given me a lot of confidence as I move about the indie world. And of course, I love being on forever in a day. So that's my soap background.
1: Wow, I have so many questions. So I guess I'll just start from the beginning. I had no idea that Steve Burton and Michael Easton were actually on. What did you say? Days of Our Lives or Days World? of Our Lives? Yeah, exactly. Anything. I was like, well, I do not even. I mean, I don't know. Remember that? That's so cool. But I was mostly an ABC soap watcher for the longest time, so that may have been it too. But yeah, well, when you're on, yeah.
0: Sierra may be dead today because of Steve Burton. So when we get to that, I will tell you that story. That's a little tease for you there. Oh. Let's just say hmm. that.
1: That is interesting. Yeah, because I love, yeah, I grew up watching mostly the ABC ones, because like you, I mean, that was just sort of what you did. I was, my brother and I hated going to school, so we would always stay home and, and you know, find a way to fix it or whatever, and our mom would just give up, and we would watch soaps, or we'd go to the office with her and watch soaps. Our dad always worked nights, so if we were over at his house we would watch soaps. I mean, he grew up watching them with his mother and uh, my mom and my grandmother. They still watch with me. And it's just interesting to see that soaps really are family. And uh, like you, I had to take... I bought a TiVo just so I could take it to college and record all the ABC soaps. But my college days were... When, Nicole, uh, when emily was being killed <laughs> oh, Not no. as happy. that was very like i loved emily and that whole quad because who wasn't in love with jonathan jackson as a little girl but and that was when general hospital really broke my heart they killed georgie and emily so we have our different college memories but yeah the thing with uh one like to live and all my children i was still watching back then too and One Life to Live has got to be my favorite, but I'm guessing for you, since NBC was your love, which one is your favorite?
0: You know, it's very hard to tell. It's like picking a favorite child. I think it was (laughs) at different times. And as you know, also true of the soaps with the storylines and the and the head writers but i think at different times another world was definitely santa barbara and Another world days of our lives at the beginning they've always been mainstays but there was a period of time where as the world turns and then after it was canceled i sort of that that at the time i think that was the 2 p.m hour on the east coast uh another world was canceled i started watching as the world turns because Cass and lila and jake and vicky moved over the next day and then uh And then when it was canceled, I started watching One Life to Live and just became incredibly passionate, you know, about that shared universe. I'm a big fan of shared universes. And I think very quickly, Sky Quartermain, Sky Chandler Quartermain became one of my favorite characters, you know, because I had loved Robin Christopher as Lorna. And it's really funny because uh, now whenever I go to Georgia, I, I there was a recent time maybe a couple, no, not that reason, maybe a couple of years ago where I was having dinner with Carrie Gonzalez, who was the other yeah. guy and, uh, and Natalia Livingston, who was of course, Emily,
1: Emily. and,
0: yeah. and we were joking about how they were sisters on general hospital, but had never played opposite each other, you know, and, and, <laughs> and it was one of those, and I, I actually brought them together. I said, I want you two to meet each other, to meet your soap sisters. And they're so wonderful because. All right, don't laugh, but there's this wonderful story that Nicole Richie tells uh, where she takes Cameron Diaz all around, I believe, it's Chicago. And uh, Cameron, they're sisters-in-law. They're married to brothers. And yeah—and and they go around to all the places that were featured in my best friend's wedding. And she says, you know, I would take Cameron around and say, oh, do you remember this is where you did this? And oh, do you remember this is where you did that? And Cameron would say, I think so. Oh, yeah, I think so. And she says, look, this is very important yeah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to need you to, I'm going to need you to try a little bit harder <laughs> because this is, this is deeply, deeply important to me. And I'm so sorry. And, uh, and Cameron just laughed at her and she says, and I, and I sent it to Natty and to Carrie and to Jennifer Bassey. And I said, I know this is what I must sound like when I see mm-hmm. you, you know, yes, we talk about your life and your pets and your kids. And I love them so much and their their spouses. Uh, but every now and then I'll say, Oh, but wasn't that the time you got pushed off the, You know, wasn't that the time you were pushed off the parapet and and the greatest moment is when a waiter walks up and and Natty says something like, no, I think I was strangled. (laughs) (laughs) And so to me, it's just been such a rich part of the world. But I will say the only thing better than having uh, soap, soap sort of as your family is being invited into that world, whether it's Forever in a Day, whether it's through Anacostia, whether it's through the Emmys. And finding that that mutual love goes from something that's much more like fandom to a mutual appreciation that you can build relationships and friendships off of. And I have been so welcomed in the, in the soap world, and, and I will be an evangelist for it for as long as I live, because I think there's nothing quite like it.
1: Yeah, and that's one thing I like, too. Like you say, they we grew up having this as our family, and now we feel sort of a part of the family in a different way, and it makes it that much more special, I guess, if you want to break up the English language like I just did. But, yeah, and it is a different sort of love. And like, like you, we want to advocate for these. I have said since the beginning of this pandemic, the one good thing that could come about is a renaissance of soaps. And that is hopefully what we're seeing. As I say, the ratings are finally looking really good. I mean, General Hospital, since it's come back, has been the best I've seen it in years. And I'm really glad because a lot of the newer characters, I will say, are my favorites. I mean, Ava Jerome is the greatest soap opera character to me. I love Valentine, of course, and Franco, because I'll love anything Roger Howarth does, because Todd Manning was the character growing up. But yeah, it's one of those that I'm really happy to see that with General Hospital specifically, they are really working at it. Like, you can tell that they have reinvested in this show, and it makes me happy. I mean, we saw TV Guide had a feature of all four remaining soaps this past few weeks ago. I Hopefully you picked up your copy. Believe in Soap Operas is sponsored by Simply Safe. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24-7. Order online, just open the box, place the sensors, and plug it in. Now your home is protected around the clock. It's that simple. Simply Safe. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-Safe. Head to SimplySafe.com/slash team and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash team. And as we were saying with the soaps, I I love that we're seeing this renaissance and the ratings are finally starting to reflect that. But I did sort of understand, maybe with Bold and Y&R specifically, why it may have taken them longer. Because Y&R, the classics were doing so well. They were beating even Days who had new episodes in the ratings, but they've come back a little slow. And with Bold, that's never been my soap, and I'm really trying, but I I do get sometimes... They're bold choices. Maybe not be everyone's favorite. What do you think about, we finally have good ratings and it looks like, you know, General Hospital is fairly consistent.
0: I think that, you know, it's funny because you may recall when General Hospital returned that first week, they got people, there was a whole lot of, see, I see nothing's changed. You know, that they had all this time and they didn't yeah. do anything. And I, and I think honestly, if, if soaps do meet with an untimely end, it's going to be at the hands of, of their own fans. <laughs> Because it, <laughs> I, just I like know. with politics, hateful just hateful. like with with anything, Twitter is not reality. Obviously, you have millions <laughs> of people who watch it a day, but but hundreds of people on Twitter can make you feel like everyone feels a certain way. And uh, and and it, but I you know I worked at a store once, and what I always said was, you notice the the only people who take the time on their way out of a store to write a comment card are people who are mad enough to write the comment card. If someone just feels like you made them feel great, they're going to smile and they're going to head out the door and tell everybody that guy made me feel great, but they're not going to stop, hold their kids, you know, and and get in their balance their groceries and write out a comment card. And so I think that's a bit what Twitter's like, but I remember talking with, with some of the folks on the show and listening, get to the feedback and people were saying, you know, the writers came back. I think it was more West to put on Twitter, you know, the writers came back the same time we did, you know, we're using the, The scripts that were there And that makes a lot of sense Because I've watched Soaps a long time And it's always hard When you say Get a writer change Or something Um, Fish Fish is a good example So Oliver And um, and Kyle (laughs) On on Days of Our Lives Uh, That wasn't a change In writer But my understanding Was that Brian Franz And the network Told Ron You know They gotta go And that's a whole other thing We could talk about On another day
1: Oh yeah On One Life to Live With uh, Chris Evans' brother Who Exactly Yeah The whole uh, Yeah ABC Did not really call that
0: one Right (laughs) And, I know but, but you know one day there's are they're, they're in gangbuster stories the next day it wraps up and they're all done and yeah so I've never cared for that so I didn't think that would be the right move anyway even though it would be satisfying for people who didn't like something and I think but I could tell something was going on first of all I knew the Dante' stuff wasn't supposed to be there so that had been added yeah. and and that court case wrapped up very conveniently and I said okay they're about to do something give them their their runway. And, and I think that that idea has been rewarded. I always say that about recast too. I said, recasts are never worse than when they have to come in and finish up someone else's story, because all you do is watch them and think they're not doing it the way the other person would, unless it's a Marcy Miller, you know, Kate Manzi situation. Uh, it doesn't feel right. But usually when a recast hits their stride, and this was true even some of the legendarily quote unquote bad ones like Jennifer Bransford as Carly. When a recast hits their stride and you start to see what they can do is when they get their own material, when it's the new yeah. material. And so this is what happened. General Hospital came back and this, the new stuff that was being written really had in, incorporated and accommodated a lot of the the criticisms and the concerns that people had had before. There had been time for it to marinate. There's time for people to rest and have ideas. And I think, and then the actors felt rested. You know, the actors seem yes. like they, you know, you can talk about Will DeVry's hair all you want. <laughs> the
1: truth is, so I all like it. Hair. It's funny. Yeah. Alone,
0: you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, It's his hair. It makes him happy.
1: And, we'll uh,
0: but, you know, and I, and that was, it was funny too. Cause at first, you know, as someone who's been a producer of, of a television show, I, I kept noticing, Oh, this person's obviously done like a home dye job. Uh, this person is, <laughs> is, you know, this person is, is obviously, you know, like me struggling to you know to kind of like get back into the groove so those first few days it was kind of like coming back to school and seeing everybody and they'd slightly changed and I love that they didn't try to force it so if the hairstyle changed the hairstyle changed I mean some people came back like swole I don't know what Chad Dool did over the thing but he didn't do what I did because I gained the uh, COVID-19 pounds and he looked like a whole new person it's like he had gone from being a puppy to a dog it was like What's happening there? And, and you know, the guy who plays Chase, that's when you're reminded, I forgot. Yeah, his,
1: Josh Wickard. Yeah. Yes, Josh
0: Wickard. I, you know, I was like, this is when you're reminded they live in California? Because there had been yeah. like some serious sunshine happening there. And I just felt like rested, tanned, ready to go. And when they hit their stride and they made adjustments like the nurse's ball. And I think the nurse's Yeah, the ball nurse's was ball
1: brilliant. was perfect. Yeah.
0: It was so brilliant. Because yeah. the thing I think about that is by... It also meant you didn't have to drive a whole lot of story, so it gave them even more time to set and reset, because a lot of that week was performances, and my only prediction is I think that people shouldn't count um, Days of Our Lives out, because A, Days of Our Lives has actually been incredibly enjoyable recently.
1: Oh yeah, it's very good. I was having trouble getting into it, because I've never really watched. Mm-hmm. And, but when it was the only thing new, in the beginning of the quarantine, I was a little... I went back, and I, of course, started with the April Fool's because I love Greg Rickard. Yes. But, yeah, it took me a little bit. I was like, okay, I'm here for Brandon. I love Brandon Barash. I like so then- this new character. He's having fun. But other than that, I really wasn't into it till Sammy came back. And then it's yeah. like, okay, yeah, this is Days of Our Lives. All right, I'm in for it. Because to me, it's... It's my number two after General Hospital now, and it's I've so been watching right y r Yeah, oh.
0: and and you know, and Ron oh. Carlevati was the ideal. I
1: love Ron because yeah.
0: his uh, and I told him this at the Emmys in 2018, the year he won. And I remember saying, "I'm so happy because he took such a beating at General Hospital." And I remember thinking when he when he left, and so much of that criticism was unfair. Some of it, oh yeah. It, same thing happened with the Kyle and Fish situation. People want an easy answer for why something's going wrong. And instead of looking at, hey, we have to change a bunch of things, it's easier to say it's one person or it's one thing. And But I knew Days of Our Lives, if someone could get this bright idea, would be the right fit because he's the natural successor to James Riley who told fun, energetic, big stories. And not everybody loves that, but Days of cast particularly which is one of the longest running vet heavy cast so much so that they have to juggle and rotate vets in and out because they have so many of them not only did, did days fit his type of storytelling but it also fit the way he likes to play somebody hard and really satisfy the audience and then rest them for a while yeah. you know and at gh there was a lot of complaints about that you know but you know they would say like with sean canaan he was he was very upset about that but the truth is, as, I, as Frank Valentine would say, he was above his minimum, but we just did it all at once to give you a big story. And then he was rested for a while while we told stories about somebody else. Maybe it didn't work for Jage. Maybe it didn't work for Jage fans, but it really works for days where no one's ever dead, no one's ever gone. Family just keeps coming back and forth. And I think that when we see their their new stuff start airing, you're going to see the same kind of renaissance. Because that poor man has had to work six months behind for yeah. reasons that he can't control. And and he had to work with a lot of cast It's Everybody keeps talking about all these people leaving. That's not the writer. What happened was that yes, Sony and NBC yeah. had to let all of them go as a business move. That's always a risk. Are people going to come yeah. back right before pilot season? And many people didn't. And now many of them are returning. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because there I was no pilot
1: TV, season. Yeah, it's
0: refreshing. I think he's he's had his rest. He is so talented. He's an idea person, and and he has the players. He had time to think about it, and now he's going to have. The benefit of seeing how it's working on screen and being able to make adjustments in real time. So it's going to be wonderful.
1: Yeah, because the, the Ron really worked so well over at One Life to Live because he understood what it was. And I know that not everybody was a fan of what he did over at GH, but I was. Uh, Ron is probably my favorite soap opera writer. And that's why I was really excited to watch Days and see the big choices he's made, like with the time jump and. I really, you know, I love Cassie DePaiva, the whole Eve Donovan story. There's a lot of really good stuff, and that's what Ron does well, is he does know his history, he does care, and not to be belittle some of the other soap writers of past, but Ron's lived life, so his stories are a little bit more real. And that's something I like about Chris and Dan over at GH as well, is that I sort of see them more as like a Ron light, in that they've lived life. They understood why we were a little irked about history, and I will say that they've done a better job of sort of correcting that. I don't know if you've watched no. today's General Hospital because I know we're both in Central or Eastern time, so we may have caught it. But yeah, I was I was, was prepping uh, for this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good, yeah. Um, so yeah, there there was a mention of Brian's bar and the history of Ava and Nina and things like that. I feel like they really do check Twitter. They do listen to people. But that's why, you know, we'll circle back to a comment that, like, soaps and politics, how people are. That's what's, what's so funny to me about all the Peter haters. And I'm indifferent on Peter. I, too. I'm i very large. Yeah. I mean,
0: Wes is a very nice man. Um, yeah,
1: he's sweet. I like him. But, I don't feel yeah.
0: as possessive of Anna as others do. I, I feel like good story, a good story good characters work the idea that many people felt it was a betrayal of anna it was a betrayal like you know ethan for example the fact that luke would father ethan with holly you know what i mean soaps retcon things all the times i don't think luke and laura were sacred in that way and ethan ended up being a great character on the other hand i loved alex on all my children and so once i got used to the idea i was one of the first people to call that Anna was Alex because she just uh, Finola was using such a different energy she was wearing different kinds of clothes very feminine very yeah. slightly which wasn't actually Alex if you watched All My Children you know this is a very different very much more proactive Alex but, I, but I'm a sucker for Back for the Dead I'm a sucker for Long Lost Kids I'm a sucker for Evil Twins and so I don't feel like you hate anything everything runs its yeah. course and everything serves somebody and so you know I'm with you I'm, I'm more ambivalent because I don't think the romance is particularly working
1: I yeah, don't. like, yeah. I feel like Peter would better serve as sort of, like, a villain. Sort of in the way that Valentine is, but a different... Because Valentine is a father, he is a redeemable character. I hope that we get more with him and Anna, just something other than Nina for Valentine. Because, again, you're wasting, like, the sexiest man on GH for, like, nothing. Like, okay, but back to Peter that was my point is all the people that constantly talk about how much they hate that character and for various reasons most of it you know can be valid okay but all that talk about him is exactly why he's still there and it's still sort of like the baby things because that's what you're talking about that's sort of what they're like okay well this is getting people talking and it's sort of the analogy to like say Trump and if we just ignored him when he started to run again, that maybe we wouldn't have wound up with that. So sometimes I'm just like, people, people, shh, just, just ignore it. And it'll either go away or it'll work itself out. But the more and more you talk about it, that's why I like say, I may not like certain characters, but you don't really see me talk about how much I hate them. Because yeah, the I also think this life. is right <laughs> yeah.
0: We've got enough of that in life yeah. right now. There's just no need. exactly. But also, I'll, I'll admit to being surprised um, trying to think of uh, Britt. You know, so well, we're going to talk oh, about that a little Brit. bit later. But <laughs> yeah. she's a great example of a yeah. character who, when was in, when she was introduced, I really just did not like her. I didn't understand why she was there. I
1: didn't. But she think, was very one note when she. was Yeah, introduced. I didn't necessarily
0: yeah. feel that the that the actress was. Was sort of ready for soaps But that's actually quite common Because the soaps work at such a furious pace You have to do it oh, yeah. You're not served well when you're thrown into a full-time story Because you don't get a chance to learn the ropes Before you have to do it all And what what goes on tape is what goes on tape So I didn't hold it against her It just was a perfect storm of things Where I was like, why do we have Brit and Amy and Felix and, and Sabrina and all of these people And Britt's the least likable of them She's the most of a caricature And then I'll tell you what, somewhere along the line I think maybe when she turned around and she says Hello, mother to uh, Doctor Obrecht
1: I love Obrecht I, <laughs> I said, <laughs> and that's
0: why soaps can surprise you, and that's why characters who you didn't like—I didn't like Nicole when she was introduced. To, I <laughs> remember when Nicole showed up, and Eric Brady. Then it was Jensen Ackles, and oh, Jensen. and and I just didn't. And I remember having a conversation with my roommate in Austin, uh, where that's where I went to college, and uh, and she's saying, you know, I don't think Nicole fits. I just think she's going to be one of those characters who's here for a little while. And she actually said at the time, I think Taylor is a better fit, Nicole's sister. And it's funny. Then, you know, by the time Nicole and Sammy were in the throes of all their things and Nicole and EJ were together and all those things, I chuckled every time I thought back to that conversation. So sometimes a character doesn't seem to work and then they get that one material or that one pairing or, or something makes you see them in a different way and you and you laugh about how you used to think all I wanted was them off
1: the show. Yeah, I joke about because so many people dislike the Willow Michael stuff too and I'm like isn't it quaint thinking of Michael and Sabrina because Sabrina was another one of those characters that I couldn't care less about her. It was like okay, she's like a little Disney princess, like what is this character? What are we doing here? And then it's funny as bad as a lot of Michael's pairings have been like as far as boring I kind of miss Sabrina because that was actually really cute, but I did love the story that came from that. I liked Carlos, uh, Jeffrey Vincent Parise. It was, you know, a fun character. It really didn't fit, but we sort of, again, sort of learned to love him. And then Sabrina as well, and so Paul, who I liked the return, I love Richard Berkey, but killed her. But yeah, it is one of those that I remember thinking back then, not enjoying it in the beginning, but it sort of worked as opposed to like, I I actually, while I have not been a fan of the Willow character because we saw too much of her and she was in too many things and it was all over the place. The pairing with Michael now is almost cute as was hers with Chase. And so I'm a little like, okay, I can go with this, but it is funny how you think about things.
0: I have an opinion on that one. So (laughs) interestingly, I'm, I was almost certain certain that when michelle stafford was there they were prepping women oh yeah
1: they were building water. that yeah. i mean
0: because the, the why why was this woman why was this incredibly vibrant powerful rich woman having a childlike feud with uh with with the what was she a second grade teacher third grade teacher
1: yeah
0: it's so funny i as i get older i don't know yeah. how old children are anymore and, well, and uh,
1: I only say third grade because Valentine's like, I respect you. Oh, is That's that what it teacher. is? <laughs> oh, there <laughs> yeah. you go. She was and her in her place. It's like, thank I, you. <laughs> this
0: story, I think, could have been braver, but I understand why they didn't do it. I think that sometimes you have to take a bit of a risk. And I actually would have very much liked to see... I didn't find it made sense that somehow Willow was more acceptable than Sasha, given that Sasha had yeah. made one, one mistake. Willow had, had been in a cult had threatened to kill people in public, had gotten fired from her job working with children. She's
1: way less stable than Sasha. That was what was, it it was a dumb storyline. And And I I thought, wow. didn't do her any favors. Wouldn't it have been
0: fascinating if Diane had said, it's a shame you can't marry Chase. And (laughs) Michael. So so there was a terrible movie a few years ago, terrible in the sense that it really was tone deaf, you know, but it was called uh, Adam and Steve. And, uh, you know, it was funny, but it just, it, it had missed the time had it been five years earlier. But it was yeah. about two straight firefighters who get married to save uh, the benefits for one Oh, of yeah, with Adam Sandler did. and Kevin right. Jones.
1: Yeah, yeah and, I've seen that. and the concept
0: was good, but but there were just a few things that were still, that we'd maybe waited too long and we were a little disrespectful. I would have loved the idea, because Michael needs friends. Michael needs male friends. And I oh, would have yeah. loved the idea if they had, if Chase had said he would do it, and the girls had to and everybody in town, it would be hilarious if some people were like, well, that makes sense. And he's like, what do you mean it makes sense? You know, like, and uh, or if other people like Carly had been like, this is not true. You know, this could not be not because she was, it would be nice if we had a post coming out story. And instead people yeah. were just like, this is weird. But then you sort of look at the court, and defy them to say, tell us we're not married. You know, tell us what I just think it would have been modern. It wouldn't have been Michael figuring out something about himself. It wouldn't have been anything like that. It just would have been him developing a strong friendship. You would have gotten two men and a baby, which would have been like catnip for um, wow. for women and gays. For the show, you know, fans, of the
1: show. <laughs> yeah, and, and the people and, who and watch you would have gotten Willow
0: and <laughs> Sasha, you know, sneaking in and out. And I just think it, I think that's the only thing I miss is people who are willing to take a calculated risk, you know, Hogan Sheffer, uh, at as the world turns, you know, Ron, Ron did it one life to live, but I think he's better at it now. Um, yeah. you know, uh, but I think that I missed that part about it, but I can't complain because as you said, since they've come back, Willow and Michael have been a lot more adorable, a lot more interesting. I'm still not sure what they're doing with Sasha. And I think,
1: yeah,
0: just challenge is that they, the people who say they have too many people are probably correct. Uh, because there's only so much story you can tell to get people invested, and probably if you and I'm not going to remotely weigh in on who should stay and who should go, but probably if you were to pair five or six people down and play it like the old school soaps when you had a smaller cast, you could really, really delve into some stuff instead of having to serve everybody. But but I can't really complain because I've enjoyed. I have watched them on the same day, both D's and G H since I've been back. And that to me is the highest compliment because other times I'll let them stack up and watch them on Saturday morning when I'm cleaning the house.
1: Yeah. And and I I'm with you on the Michael and chase, but I will say they really missed the boat by not giving Michael the gay storyline. And I thought this from the beginning because you had Brad had a crush on Michael and they had Michael playing with that to try and get information back in the day. and, and, And I will say, like, it really seems to work for Chad. And and it was cute. And to me, there's just not been a really great Michael pairing. And I really think that he and Chase are really fun together. And I really wish they'd just sort of gone with that. Well, I wouldn't have objected.
0: I mean, I think that, I think that, the General Hospital audience, if they didn't leave during Felix, uh, Lucas, and uh, Brad, considering whether to have a threesome while watching not oh, yeah. videos, um, <laughs> then they aren't going to leave at this point. And I think yeah. that um, I think that there was something very. This is the thing. I mean, I, I think that the the Sasha. I mean, I saw it. You you might be too young, but uh, Ned, Alexis, Jackson, Chloe. It was a very similar situation, you know. Yeah, some, I remember oh, his that. His inheritance, yeah. they, they had to marry the other person. And yeah. there's a little bit of a twist here because they're lying, which doesn't always necessarily make sense under the circumstances. And now no, <laughs> None of this makes sense. But yeah. you are correct yeah, with no disrespect to the actors mm-hmm. and maybe not even to the writers. They've just never been able to find what works for Michael. And you're absolutely right. He hasn't sparked in that in that way. With um, with uh, with anybody else, you know, uh, they have not found that super couple pairing.
1: Yeah, see, Martin. Abby and Rosalie, he actually had chemistry with both of them, yeah. but they both disappeared. And I was okay, and I'm okay with the stuff like Sabrina and Willow because there is Chad does this well, and that's why he is sort of like the new Jason in a way he isn't really romantic. Right. He's cute. And like, you know, he's been shot in the head, just like Jason's brain damage. But, but that is, it, it's almost creepy. Sometimes some of the relationships, like, and not saying like that with Sasha or anything, cause I like Sasha and I'm, I hope they find something with her, but I almost feel like she's better off with the older guys. And they tend to be kin testing with uh, you know, some of these scenes, but, so you've noticed
0: that too, yeah, so for a while, everything was so planned and so that and so directed by network and all these things and, and risk free that I stopped seeing you know, I remember when Tom Epplin joined uh, as the World Turns when they brought Jake over from another world after it was canceled, and he, after Vicky died, he sp- was in a storyline with Molly. And he was at the storyline with Julia Lindsay, and then he was with a storyline he was in all these different storylines along the way with Mara West. And they were these mm-hmm. little short little capers and adventures. And it was clear they were doing an old fashioned chemistry test. And then they settled on Leslie Kay and Molly and they became a super couple up until the end, till his character's death. And, and I missed that. And I have uh, a couple yeah. of times I've thought that I've thought that, um, that I've, I've been watching through an hospital. And I said, do you think they're chemistry testing? Because I don't know why this character is interacting. Now that's Ron's biggest strength, but he's the course of days is playing two characters who normally would never cross paths together. You know, Jordan and Ava had this very interesting relationship that got lost after, after Ron left, but you know, he would play Franco and, and Sonny together. And mm. and whenever I would meet two people, you never knew if they were going to end up having to hide a body or something. And I thought it was one of his great strengths. And I'm hoping that we see more of that, both as chemistry testing friendships, as well as chemistry testing romantic pairings. But I think you're right. Sasha, Sasha almost needs to go a full on like bad girl, like to become a broke. It sounds like yeah. you're like me, you like, you're drawn toward the, the Todds and the Valentines who are the broken, the broken men who do bad things, but only because they want to love. And that's what I've always loved about, you know, Vicki Hudson on Another World and, and uh, Sky on, uh, on everything, ABC. Yeah. And uh, you know, <laughs> he was on all of them. That's why I've always loved those characters. Carrie Gonzalez and I talk about that actually quite a bit, that uh, one of my favorite Sky scenes isn't a Robin scene, though I love them both. My dream is to bring them both together and, get, and to take the photograph of Robin and Christopher and Carrie Gonzale together. <laughs> and, uh, but Carrie and I talk about this all the time that this wonderful scene where she was with David Canary, who of course is exceptional yeah. and rarely ever broke. And you can still see in the scene where he says, You know, you should take more cues. Adam's saying, You should take more cues from Haley. And Sky turns around to him and says, You know, I'm not Haley and she just yells at him, and David takes this beat where he has to gulp, and you can see him mentally find his line, which is so rare, and, and that's the power of these characters, and I think if you can give Sasha a backstory that, that justifies why, that explains why would she go along with what Valentine said, why would she do these things, you know, it's not enough that she misses Chase, I mean, she misses Michael so much that, that you know, she's pressured to be a model, I, I feel like if, if you say, okay, I get all that, those are your excuses for why you're a drug addict now, but what's the pain? What's broken inside you? And, and, if, and if that played out by her attaching herself to an older man, uh, if that played out with her marrying her way into a major family or getting between a couple that we love, I wouldn't mind that at all. Because I think my problem with Sasha is with, with a cast that's so heavy is that she's not a very active character. She doesn't drive much. And, and so I always feel like I'm enjoying you, the actress, and I am enjoying your writing, but if I, but I would like to get back to some other story right now, please. And so give her something to do, and I would watch her every single day, all day.
1: Yeah, because to me, she's very strikingly beautiful, and she's a good actress. Yeah, and I really like her with Lucy. And after you watch today's GH with the scene with her and Lucy and Ned, I'm just like, there's a lot too here because she was very defensive of Lucy and that's what I like about Sasha and I like the relationship with Carly and Sasha too and I see Sasha looking to people like Lucy and Carly and I would like to see her be a character kind of like in between them because the Carly we have now is not the bad, bad Carly we had that was, you know, like like Nell, the Sarah Brown Carly was much different and yeah, so I feel like Sasha could be a fun bad girl, and I'd like to see that, because honestly, there's no one, you know, sans Sam, who yeah. I, I think is just sort of done at this point, because yeah. the thing with the Sam character is they just don't seem to know what to do, and I feel and like no benefit from resting it, yeah.
0: Sam was one of the best characters created, because you know, they there was a, I don't, once again, I don't know when you were, your, your time, but when yeah. Port Charles, I mean, there there are very few times when I watch someone join a show and say that person is a soap opera star. And when Kelly Monica joined Port Charles
1: oh, yeah. Port especially Charles after they put her with down, Michael so. Easton, I just
0: yeah. knew. I just knew there was and there was a reason there was a like a four or five soap battle for her when and she stayed within the A B C family and Sam was a very active character when she when she was when she had the affair with Lucky. Um, when uh, she, you know, I remember the hot tub, and I always laugh because she's so tiny. So they stick her in heels. So even when she yeah. met him at the hot tub, she was in these like high, high, clear stripper heels.
1: <laughs> yeah, she crawled. She crawled in the into heels. the hot
0: tub wearing, <laughs> uh, you know, clear high heels, and I was like, no wonder Lucky's following her everywhere. Um, but, and on top of they, they got away from, and they they seem to do this with women, and it kind of drives me nuts. into in a hospital under so many of the writers. Um, the women were active. You know, Laura. So one of my earliest memories is Laura with like the Uzi, you know, you know, and she's holding it on, training it on people. You know what Lulu said almost seemed laughable the other day when she says, you know, my mother didn't follow my father around uh, for adventure. She was the trouble. She was the adventure. And the truth yeah. is that was true, but never when Lulu was alive. You know, no, and. And we're seeing a little bit of that fire now, but it took a fan campaign and twenty years to get to see any kind of proactive Laura. And Sam used to like Sam was a con woman. She used to kick ass. She fights incredibly well. I mean, she was doing action stuff. Kelly Monaco was an extreme sports person. You know, she Kelly Monaco grew up in the Poconos. She's a tomboy. All no. those things they used. And when was the last time Sam even ran a con in a good way? You know, she, you could, you can run. I love when husbands and wives, by the way, on, on soaps or boyfriends and girlfriends, I even loved when Molly and TJ as teenagers, like yeah. to solve a mystery, you know, or they team up. And so every now and then Sam will go on Spinelli and she'll put on glasses and do an accent, but you know what she can do. And the idea that, and, and they were reinventing her with Drew. And now that they put her back with Jason, they've just followed back. And and if and she has, I really, really like Kelly Monaco. Uh, but yeah, I she's
1: a great actress. I, I sometimes yeah.
0: feel like the story is the same and i almost feel like she's i don't i I don't want to imply this because i don't know if it's true but you almost feel like she's bored like she doesn't know how to play these same beats over and over again because all she does is whine and that's not her that's sam whining whining about being together with jason whining about. and, and aren't we over a woman spending six months whining about not being able to be with a man
1: well, and this, this is the problem with the Sam character, and they did this to Elizabeth years ago, and this is why there is one woman that Jason makes better. One. And her name is Carly. And that's why I do not support any of Jason's other pairings at all. Or, you know, there's really just the two of them because all the other crap before doesn't even count, right? You have Liz and you have Sam. And every time he's in a scene with Elizabeth, I want to start throwing holy water at him. Like, get away, get away, get away. That's what we're no. with Art Nicholas now. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I love creepy Nicholas. I actually really think Marcus was a good recast. And I like him. But, yeah, like, because I know that Liz and Franco are solid. And right. this whole thing is, I'm glad they finally switched it. So they talked about it and they see what's going on. And they're kind of playing them. I hope that doesn't change because so do today's I. episode Yeah. Because I am the biggest Frizz fan. To me, Franco saved Elizabeth. Everyone can throw the daggers at me or whatever, but No,
0: I'm with you. I'm a hundred percent,
1: yeah. And that's yeah. what I'm talking about, those yeah. unexpected pairings yeah.
0: where you two people who shouldn't work together who do because the one thing yeah. the one mistake I think that people can make about Elizabeth Weber is that she somehow sainted. She's not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No. And this is not slut shaming. This is not anything. She's a great soap character, but she has all her kids by different men. You know, she has this great the funny thing is everybody says that there she, she has a there's a tragic story. Some of the fathers are dead, some of the kids were dead. Um, you know, yeah. uh Jake was conceived in an illicit one night stand when she was hurting because her husband, you know, didn't want her, you know, or her boy or her once and future husband. And And I think, you know, Maxie has done these terrible things. She's another character I feel is not as active as she could be, you know. And and I don't understand why you took – Maxie was a vixen. And just because you mature doesn't mean that you don't still have – yeah, look at Carly,
1: so and I, <laughs> yeah,
0: Carly and Ava. Yeah, Carly and Ava, and even Lucy—they're making the same yeah. kinds of moves they were. Maybe with not the same stakes, they aren't hurting as many people. But Carly still knows how to how to set a plan. And and I don't understand why Maxie and Lulu and and Sam—they are all passive, you know—and oh. they're all waiting to be to be hurt or to reunite with a man. And I, and I and I just think we are so far beyond that, and I don't know if it's entertaining.
1: Well, yeah, because that's what I'll say is why Ava Jerome is by far one of my favorite characters, because regardless of some something Nicholas even, they had a line with him, I'm like, then he doesn't even really know Ava, even though I want them to bang, it's fine, but it's like, okay... Ava's story has never revolved around a man. They've been there, and it's driven things, but Ava, this was her first marriage to Nicholas. That's what's so entertaining about Ava, is that Ava is driven for one person, and that's Ava, and you better not get in her way. She will use and abuse, and while in real life that character is so unhealthy, but on TV, it's entertaining. And that's Go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say, the thing about with lulu though i will say give credit where credit's due is since the return they figured out like what our issue was with lulu especially her being a little vapid and annoying and i'm like lulu has her fire back and i just hope that with dante returning we don't lose that but i will say her pairing with dante was often very good and we didn't lose her fire too much well they tended to enable each other and they were very strong
0: And I think that one of the biggest challenges I have, so I was once chatting with an actress about a project that, uh, through a lot of things, it was shelved, but hopefully we'll come back to another time. But one of the things I said is I want these characters that we were talking about at the time to stay together because it's always frustrating me. And that's one thing I really like about Frizz right now is that you really have the sense, and maybe we're wrong, but I hope we're not. You really have the sense that this character will, these characters stay together. Ned and Olivia, the same thing. Doesn't yeah. mean they want to have soapy challenges, maybe infidelity, whatever it is, but it's like, I want Destiny couples again. I want, and especially when it comes to who's going to live at the Quarter Main House, there needs to be a new Monica, there needs to be a new Tracy, there needs to be, and Olivia, again, a surprising choice, but yeah. the, she has she brought to that house because she's not like anybody else. When she was, you know, I'm from ethnic families as well, and so when she was saying to Ned, this is your kid, it doesn't matter. You don't, you don't you know, this family, this is what goes, and if they mess up, they mess up again, it's your kids. You don't turn your back. And he comes from a very waspy family where, you know, we we protect the image. You know, when she was saying to him, I don't see how you don't get the company is not the family, and the family is not the company, and if that's what you were taught, that's poisonous thinking. And maybe that poisonous thinking is what led to the bad choices, which is why you got blindsided. I think that you need someone who's in the Lois was a bit like this as well. Yeah. People who are in the Quartermain family even Luke, to a certain extent, because he was so not buttoned up the way Tracy and her family were, <laughs> who upset the apple cart and provide a different level of energy. But you don't have to worry that they're going to cheat. I mean, I, I love Robert, and I enjoy that. But I think he's going to find Holly alive, and who knows? They may share a kiss or two. They may even sleep together in the good soap fashion. But I don't really worry that that Olivia, who's quickly you know, who is the first lady of the Quartermain family. I mean, Malin and Monica tried to kill each other a million year million, million times. Um, I do laugh because on days I keep screaming, "It's Gab, you know, Ga- it's Gabby's house." Every time you know, uh, <laughs> Abigail says something like, "And she's in my house because I did." Ron has added that delicious detail that when yes. Stefan died, he left all of everything to Gabby, and so that they all live there at Gabby's. Sure, you know, she let Stefan's brother. Live there, and so I love that. So I, I scream a little Monica quartermane every time you know Abigail says, "Why is she in my house?" And I'm like, "It's Gabby's house." <laughs> Stefan gave it to her,
1: and uh, yeah, and that that's a cute little note, and that's what I like about Ron is he puts little nuggets from his past soaps in there as well, and and that's what's fun. And like you say, I love that Olivia is part of the Quartermaines, and it sort of makes sense. And Olivia is one of those characters that I didn't want to like in the. Because I hated Kate Howard and Connie Falconeri, And I was like, why is this character? I like Megan Ward, and I really liked Kelly Sullivan. Because they tried to do some different stuff with her that right. may have worked. Was, that was a eventually. very
0: strange yeah. sort of reboot. And But one of my favorite moments was when Kelly Sullivan wasn't available, and they brought Megan Ward back yeah. for that nightmare where they she played gonna... the Kelly Sullivan version. And I swear, she would have had so much more fun, and the audience would have had more fun, had we ever truly gotten to see the Bensonhurst you know, Connie from Megan. And uh, I've often said that I, you know, if Sky, if they ever need Sky back for one or two days, I would love them to bring my friend Carrie back because she, she so gets the character in a way. And it would be a wonderful response. You know, you don't have to threaten, you know, no one is saying announce a three-year contract, the Robin fans, you know, but I think if you ever need like a board meeting or you need to reintroduce Lila Ray and Robin's not available, I think it's a treat for those of us who've watched for so long when they remember that and when the temporary recast has a connection i mean look at Lindsay hartley not only did she bring in the
1: yeah
0: it, but um
1: i really liked her yeah, yeah. but
0: what but what she did was i mean she she wasn't even on um all my children that long and definitely she's known most for passions but when you, someone you have history with it's like seeing an old friend and so i would prefer especially with so many shows up the air and so many people available they continue to do things like bring in soap legends you know, for, for those short arcs and sometimes the longer arcs, like with Michael Knight, you know, and I think that, I think they would do very well for that. You know, when you need a lawyer, bring in Nora Buchanan, because I think that it rewards those of us who have been there a long time and it costs them nothing, nothing
1: yeah, and that's what I'm seeing a lot of with General Hospital specifically is they understand that's all people want. It's just a little bit. It was unfortunate. We did get the scene with uh, Michael Knight and James Patrick Stewart talking about Skye, but it would have been nice to see her, even if it was Carrie or Robin. But yeah, like maybe we'll get some flashback scenes when you know the quartermains realize what they've done. But I- I'm here. Well, I would it. definitely I
0: love Robin time. to come back to, to to mix it up with uh, James Patrick Stewart, even just briefly. Yeah. She, do you remember she had a very short thing with Brendan Barash, and it was just delightful. That's one of Robin's real specialties is is biting into whatever they give her. You yeah, know. and uh, did you remember that with the with the chocolate covered strawberries and she stuck one in his mouth, tied him to the bed, and locked him up and left? And like, oh, yeah. "I got strawberry in my mouth! I got strawberry in my mouth!" And she just walked out and, and you know, because it's when a little boy tries to play with a grown ass woman. And um, and and I would love something like that with her and valentine And I know anybody who was a fan of uh, of them on all my children would just be would be would be, would love it uh yeah but, you hate know, i was
1: too young to really appreciate will Cortland. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah no it was you know and he you're right he was he was gone by the time it's almost like the two dixies oh. when dixie was a lot of people don't remember when dixie was like sort of a hayseed character more of a stereotype yeah she grew into this driving force but you know and and everything we're saying that really talks about why why and are and bold aren't doing it for me right now and yeah. it's because I don't feel that connection to history, I do. I continually am re- reminded of mistakes that they've made things that they didn't do people, other people who could be telling the story or other people I might want to see on my screen at the time. And, you know, and I, I don't blame them at all. The, the COVID stuff is a bit amusing, but none of us know what's going on. I mean, I'm having to plan this film that we're starting next week and I have to plan a love scene. And I'm like, I want somebody to get the picture one, you know, the, the set picture of, you know, her arching her, her back while, you know, he kisses her stomach, but she's got a mask on. <laughs> you know, because we're not going to be able to do a traditional thing. We're going to have to be very deliberate. Get these shots, and then let's move on. You know, because it's not the movie isn't about that. You know, this is just one moment in time. And so I respect their hustle. I mean, General Hospital is doing it one way. They're testing everybody, and then they're saying, you know, we'll go on as normal as long as everybody's clean. Young and the Restless and Bold and the Beautiful are doing, you know, strong social distancing, which sometimes does result in kind of amusing you know, set pieces because people yeah. are so far away from each other, but you know, but they've done some cute things recently. One of my friends, uh, the playwright, Matthew Reaver uh, noted how adorable it was. I think it was, it was a scene, I believe with Elena, maybe Billy, someone, so uh, no, oh, maybe yeah. Nate, but somebody was talking to somebody and they wrote something down and they passed it halfway. And then, you know, instead of the way you would do it, yeah.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe in Soap Operas. If you're not subscribed to the show, be sure to hit that button so you get new episodes each week in the feed of your favorite podcasting app. Like us, rate us, have something to say, leave us a review. And if you love this show and daytime drama, download the latest soap opera. Forever and a Day, out now on all your favorite podcasting platforms, where you can find this one. So yes, soaps have gone back to their roots with audio drama, and yours truly is one of the voice actors. New episodes drop every Monday and Friday, so subscribe to the channel, Forever and a Day, and hear all about what's happening in Augustus, Illinois, as well as daytime legend Beth Eller's return to the genre. Stay tuned for part two. And I really mean it this time of my conversation with Benjamin Bryant, who you can follow on social media at BZ Ben Bryant. And since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the Internet, since there is only one.
0: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me.